How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran, and we're going to discuss the waiver wire situation the Jets just went through because seemingly everybody loves the Jets roster. Everybody wants the Jets guys that they cut, um, you know, a couple def- defensive backs, some pretty talented guys. I mean, not so many are coming back to the practice squad, which is um, a great sign if you're a Jets fan because, you know, I guess we'll, we're kind of going to discuss uh, letting Pinnock go and keeping Ashton Davis. I know a lot of people are very upset about that, including myself, because I'm very vocal that I think Ashton Davis is a terrible football player. Um, but I will say this, the the depth on this team is obviously improved. You're talking about seven players, seven Jets players that they did not want, they did not want, were picked up by other teams who needed them. That is tremendous. And we've been saying, you know, we did a we did the 53 roster projections uh, two days ago, and we were like, this team doesn't have that many weak spots. You know, like on paper, they have youth, veteran, really good mix and blend of talented players who are deserving of a 53-man roster spot. They didn't even claim anybody. Um, you know, and, and I think that they might go out and try to get some guard definitely on the free agent market. But, you know, this is a situation where the Jets did a really good job laying the foundation. They laid the bricks. Um, they drafted really well. They had some holdover players that, you know, they, they were able to flip into draft capital or rather – you know, just uh, let go and, and didn't have to really uh, do anything with anymore. But I'm pretty excited to discuss kind of these these guys who they lost, who's coming back. Um, and, you know, interesting conversation to have in the secondary with uh, releasing Pinnock. But uh, Ryan, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. Definitely, you know, pretty surprising. And I think exciting for Jets fans to see just the bottom of this roster and how improved the competition was throughout this offseason and the last couple of offseasons that Joe Douglas is committed to building this thing. You know, like you said, seven players that the Jets let go of picked up in the first waiver claim period today, I mean, is quite impressive to say the least. Obviously, the Jets did not, you know, come away with any additions. We don't know. It's one of those types of deals where you don't really know who they put in claims for and whatnot. I mean, obviously, there's like a pecking order. But, I mean, to, you know, come away with seven players that you just let go of, I mean, was by far the most in league. I want to say the second most I saw was four. And, you know, obviously, the Jets brought a couple of guys back to the practice squad and, you know, added one new linebacker who we're going to talk about. And, you know, it wasn't um, as active as years past, like 2019, when they got JFM, Barrios, you know, last year they got Quincy Williams. But, you know, overall to see as many players get picked up elsewhere as, you know, the Jets just had, um, it's quite impressive. That's absolutely right. And, you know, right off the bat, let's talk about that interesting conversation with uh, Jason Pinnock leaving and actually being claimed by the Giants. So Giants get themselves a nice little defensive piece. Obviously, they have a very weak roster in the first year of a rebuild. Secondary needed it badly. The Jets ultimately cut Will Parks, Pinnock, and then they stick with Ashton Davis, who I guess has special teams value. Like, I don't think he's a good tackler. He's not really a good coverage guy. He was playing with a third-string defense by the end of the preseason. I don't really understand why he's still on the roster. I don't really understand what his value is. Maybe he has blackmail over Robert Sala or Joe Douglas or something. I don't I don't know. Uh, what is your take on this? Because do you have any idea about why he's still on the roster, what value he really brings to this team at this point? It's a great question. I mean, you know, I was hoping Pinnock would be brought back on the practice squad, but – I guess this point in time, what you got to hope for with Ashton is that, you know, he finally had a healthy offseason, which is, I think, a step in the right direction for him. You know, while I'm with you, I don't necessarily know I see any, you know, long-term hope or, you know, potential on the defensive side of the football. But at the end of the day, this is a tall, long athlete with, you know, track speed. And, you know, hopefully he can carve out some type of role for himself on special teams. 
you know, I think that's probably what helped him in this instance. And lastly, I think that the guy to really keep an eye on, I guess, so to speak here is Tony Adams, an undrafted free agent as a rookie who, you know, earned a roster spot. And, you know, we obviously spoke at nauseum about both Pinnock and Parks being deserving of being on this roster. But at the end of the day, I'll give JD the benefit of the doubt and, you know, the entire personnel department and the time that they're putting in on somebody like a Tony Adams every day and, you know, hoping for the best really with him there. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, it's never a bad problem to have too much talent. You have to make a difficult decision. Um, the Jets obviously made no roster claims, so clearly they feel pretty confident with their current situation. Maybe they'll look to the uh, to the free agent market to grab an offensive lineman. We'll kind of see how that develops in the next couple of days here as we're about a week and a half away from the regular season beginning. Um, like I said before, seven players cut. Um, all three cornerbacks they cut were picked up. Javelin Gidry, Isaiah Dunn, and Rashad Wildgoose. Um, that's pretty big. Like, three cornerbacks that you cut. So cornerback is a very difficult position to fill in the NFL. I mean, if you're a team that doesn't have them, uh, you know how important they are. The Jets luckily have DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, and they have uh, Bryce Love. They have some pretty decent players back there. Um, Sauce and DJ are, are definitely a great one and two to have. So I'm excited to see kind of how Sauce develops this year, but they also have some good some good depth as well. The Eccles and, and Michael Carter the second. Um, in the slot, nickel position there. Like, they have got some really talented players who, and, and by the way, a lot of these guys have been developed. You know what I mean? This isn't like they just free agent signed them. They they developed Eccles. They developed Michael Carter II. Um, and they did some really, really great things, uh, putting them in positions to succeed and, and drafting well. Joe Douglas has done a great job with this roster so far. Um, the last piece of the puzzle is the quarterback position, right? Like everything seems to be coming together, but Zach Wilson's development right now, plenty of time for him to get back into the groove. Like he, the knee injury obviously was very disappointing. He was doing pretty well up until that point. Um, he has an opportunity here to bounce back and, and show what he's got. But in the meantime, let these guys keep developing. Next year is the is the year you're looking at and saying, hey, um, you know, this is where we're trying to make a playoff a playoff run. But you know, how how crazy is it that you think that all corners and Pinnock and uh, linebacker Delshawn Phillips, all these guys uh, got picked up? So pretty good players there, and pretty uh, you know, attesting to the the strength of this roster. Hundred percent. I mean, in our final projection, we did have Gidry, Phillips, and Pinnock all making R fifty three. So. I guess it's not really too surprising. I think you really said it with Pinnock. I mean, just some of the physical and athletic traits that are very de developmental. And, you know, he's still a very young player making a position change. So you're hoping for the best there with that. Delshawn, obviously a guy who can really help on specials. And the three corners, I think the main point to really hit home with and why I, I said what I said about Tony Adams and really given the personnel department, the coaching staff, you know, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich, all these guys, the benefit of the doubt with somebody like a Tony Adams and his development as an early player. Gidry, undrafted free agent, Dunn, Isaiah Dunn, undrafted free agent. Rashad Wild Goose was like uh, one of the last picks in last year's draft in 2021 in the seventh round. So, you know, those were all, you know, not necessarily valued draft picks, but, you know, guys who they definitely saw some ability in and, you know, did a good job of developing, obviously, with Gidry and Dunn being homegrown, starting with the Jets. So that's definitely something to make note of. And I think you said it, you know, whether it's MC2, Bryce Hall, Eccles, I mean, they've definitely done a good job of developing those, those young players. And, you know, hopefully now with superior talent and DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, you know, it really takes the cap off of the lid in the secondary. Absolutely. And if the Jets were on it to keep their good luck charm around, they definitely did bring back Chris Treveller. This is a guy who the Jets fan base has fallen in love with. They brought back, obviously, Tariq Black and Irvin Charles and added uh, linebacker Chaz Surratt, I believe, from UNC, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, to the practice squad, right? And then, uh, you know, 
Chris Treveller, you know, just a great story from him. I love the fact that they brought him back, showed him some love. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be making a roster anytime soon. He's just still too raw. He was a backup for the Winnipeg Jets last year. So it's like you can't even – like where do they find this guy? I don't know. Like he, they were like, this guy looks interesting. Let's see what he's got. And then he killed it in preseason. And everyone's like, wait, why? where did this guy come from? I never see this person in my life. Uh, so he's been a really good story for camp. And I think having him as that good luck charm, he also is a charismatic guy, has the energy, brings that spunk. And I think he'll 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 definitely give it to the Jets in practice. And I think that's a good thing um, for them just on the back end in terms of building that culture, which I, I personally think that the Jets are doing a tremendous job building a good winning culture. Like they haven't won a game yet, but they've built a culture that is consisting of young charismatic players like Sauce, um, you know, Carl Lawson, nice veteran leader there. Uh, it, it's really impressive. Have they announced the, the the captains just yet? Not that I know of. No, no, I haven't okay. seen that yet. So I imagine they will soon. And you know, who do you think? Who, who do you think Owen gets those captaincy? That's a great question. I think Michael Carter offensively will definitely be one. I think him and Elijah like Moore are two of those charismatic totally. personalities to add on to what you were saying. Um, Uzoma maybe. Yeah, I could definitely see him. I feel like, um, like there's just none of them have been on the roster for that long. I feel like they right. kind of want guys that have been there for a year or two at least. Does that make sense to me? Uh, defensive side, I think CJ Mosley's probably one mm-hmm. layup. Mm, John Franklin Myers, maybe potentially Quinnin uh, makes sense. That's true. Quinnin definitely makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I guess those are their two primary, like, kind of big names yeah. that have experience. On I think team. Justin Hardy on special teams is probably one, right? Does, so Zach doesn't get one, you don't think? That's a good question. I want to say it was him and Corey Davis last year offensively. So it, I, I know that they definitely, from what I saw this summer, expect Michael Carter to be one. So I that's got to be. Yeah. Not giving your quarterback a captaincy is a big red flag. <laughs> that's like, we do not think this guy's a leader, which, you know, is, like, yeah, like if you look at the Giants, like Daniel Jones gets the captaincy every year. And like, he's not a vocal guy. Like, he's quiet. Um, you know, but like, again, like you look at Eli, he's a, he was the same way back in the day. So I don't know. I feel like most quarterbacks are probably a captain just, just for the confidence boost. Um, but I'll tell you what, this roster looks good up and down. Very impressed with the jets have done this off season. You know, we, we, we've been saying it for weeks. This team is in the perfect spot to compete this year, build, develop their young guys in sauce and some of these rookies, get some of the injured guys back and then make a playoff run for, uh, for 2023 that's what we're that was always the goal that was always the expectation here and i think that we've kind of laid out that narrative pretty nicely and i think that it's showing to come to fruition up to this point in terms of how many guys got picked up off the off their their cuts like that's insane that's a pretty clear indication of how good this roster is right now and on paper at the very least um and how hard it was probably to make these decisions in the first place so I'm definitely excited about the future of this team to see how they do in the regular season and Zach Wilson's eventual return, my friends. But if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets. Mm